Welcome to The Walking OG, Tribal Rant's unofficial podcast for The Walking Dead on AMC. I'm Michelle. And I'm Mike. And tonight we're podcasting Season 6, Episode 1, The First Time. And that's kind of fortuitous because this is our first time podcasting The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though it's in its sixth season, we're relatively new podcasters and certainly way too new to have six seasons under our belt. So... In place of going back and trying to catch it up, we're just going to start it here. We've been fans of the show for since the beginning. and 20 years. 20 years? Yeah. 22, I 20 think. 20 years. Okay. Seems like just yesterday. Well, were you excited to have it come back? Uh, yeah, it's good television. I, I look forward to it. Yeah, I was surprised. I was surprised how much I was looking forward to it and wanted yeah. it to come back. Um, the show jumped around back and forth uh, in, in time period. We went... Uh, back to basically where we left off at the end of season five and then jump forward we're not really sure how much time i don't think it was much time but but it was real difficult to keep track of like that and i think it'd be real difficult to podcast that way so we're going to try to do this in chronological order and just kind of see how it goes with that what do you think sounds wonderful well when we first uh open up we see it is in color. The The flashbacks were in black and white, and real time was in color, and it is in color. And we open with Rick, and he's staging a plan to take care of a quarry full of walkers. And we don't know what's going on. We don't know anything about that. Well, they're in the quarry. Right, right. There's a quarry full of walkers, but we don't know what happened to lead them there. We don't know anything. Right, yeah, we don't know how they got to that, that situation. right. But they're saying uh, that it's a dry run. There's the whole group's up there. There's many people from uh, from Alexandria up there, and they're saying it's a dry run. But the walkers break through a truck barricade, and so they have to execute their plan now. And that's all we know is that we see this big truck fall. These walkers have evidently been trapped in a quarry, and it's a for a long time. A lot from the beginning. For at least 20 years. <laughs> and there's a whole bunch of them there and they've been trapped. Somebody set up like 18 wheelers to block their exits and one and twosies are getting through. But I think it was a Rolling Stones concert to start with. Okay. And then it just kind of, you know, everybody died. And I think I could be a mistake. I think I saw Keith Richards in one of the walkers. But. So then we go into the intro, our regular intro to The Walking Dead. When we come back, we see Father Gabriel. At the end of Season 5, he had just came up when Rick had killed Pete because Pete had killed Reg. And if you if you guys don't know what we're talking about, you just have to go back and watch season five. It's a whole bunch of material. But Rick had just killed Pete, and uh, Morgan saw him, and that's how we ended season five. But right here, we're starting with Father Gabriel. He comes up to talk to Deanna. That's Reg's wife. She was the one who is over the uh, the whole town of Alexandria. The governess. The governess. Yeah. Abraham. Abraham has taken. Her husband, we assume, we see Abraham walking out with a body in a rolled up rug because we see the ring on his finger and he dumps him outside or, you know, outside the area and he has a drink and he pours Reg a drink. Yeah, boy Abraham, he gets little lit and he's uh, 
Pete, the man that was killed, the one who, the killer, we're going to call him Pete the killer for lack of knowing what else to call him. Although he didn't mean to kill Reg. That was an accident. He was drunk. But he was drunk and he was mean. And he was out of touch for a long time. I mean, just he, just he was out of touch and he was abusive. Ab yes, yes, he was abusive and it caught up with him. He just he spiraled out of control, but he didn't mean to kill him. But but he did, right? But he did, and, and to maintain the order, recklessness, so right? They had, to, they had to get rid of him. But his family. Jesse and their sons Ron and Sam are sitting in the house and they're in shock and the older son Ron gets up and runs out. Then we go to another scene and Tara is awake. Tara uh, had had some injury in season five but she's awake and uh, what's his name the guy with the hair? Uh, Eugene. Eugene comes in and um She's real happy to see him, and she finds out that we lost Noah. And we're just kind of really recapping all the things that happened at the end of of Season 5. Then we see uh, Carl and Edith, and they're sitting outside together. So we're just seeing some things go on. Then we see Morgan. <clears throat> he tells Rick that he was right, that it's not over. And this is right after Rick killed Pete right after right and Rick says he wants to talk tomorrow but that he doesn't take chances anymore and Morgan says he shouldn't and we find out that what he means by that is he's gonna lock him up that he doesn't trust him so then we're back with Abraham and he's playing with Pete's ring the dead husband's ring trying to balance it on top of the liquor bottle yeah, he's, he's just yeah. playing around. Yeah, he's a little, he's a little lit. Yeah. Did you notice that Rick still has the baby bandages all over his face? I did. The I little did. baby bandages. I did notice but that. The, but they decrease as the episode goes on. What do you on. think about the whole black and white color thing? What do you think about that? I liked it. I thought it was um, a great way for them to tell us that they were flashing back without us having to know they were flashing back. Right. You kind of really got into that. What did you think? I thought it was a commentary on how intelligent or not they feel like their audience is. We've got to do something to make sure they understand when we're flashing back. I think it would have been hard, considering that we're only flashing forward, what, a week or two? Not not even that long, that's a I good, don't think. That's a good point. But, you know... I thought it was kind of neat how they did it, but it was very hard to keep up with, I felt like, at the beginning even. <laughs> Maybe that's just something about my my intelligence level, because I thought it was a little bit hard to even keep up with. Then we see Rick and Daryl talking, and Rick doesn't want to go looking for people anymore. Yeah, and Daryl uh, disagreed with him. Yeah. Daryl rarely disagrees with Rick. Yeah. Um, probably because they're like-minded, but... Also, Daryl's got a lot of respect for Rick. Right. But Rick just thinks that they need to just protect themselves now and kind of stay in there. Rick's kind of come to the to the conclusion that the people in Alexandria, and he even says it a little bit later, we'll come on it, but he says they, they have not had to survive. They've just lived. They got lucky. They got in there. They got the walls up. And they don't have a clue what they're doing. And he's having a hard time... 
Yeah, Rick has adopted an isolationist uh, view of, of things, and I don't disagree. Well, Daryl feels like they're going to need more survivalists in there so that... Uh, and that's a good point. There's certainly a risk in letting unknowns in, but the way they were doing it, they're kind of vetting people before they get in there anyway. Remember, that's what they did with them before they invited them in. But anyway, Rick leaves Daryl, and he goes to get Morgan. And he comes in on Morgan, and Morgan's doing something with a stick. What's that called? Do you know that kind of... I don't know what the stick uh, martial arts thing is called. No. But I know it's something. Yeah. I saw Bugs Bunny doing it one time. Was he any good at it? Uh, maybe it was... I think it was... Uh, which is the duck? We got Donald Duck and Daffy Duck. Daffy Duck's the Bugs Bunny duck, right? I think it was Daffy Duck and, and Friar Tuck and some kind of episode where they were doing the stick thing. But it was on a Bugs Bunny episode. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just don't know how to get back into this after <laughs> we have that conversation. Well, you asked, so... Yeah, I don't know if it's that. Um, but Rick wants to know if he's learned this before or after. And Morgan says it was after. And Rick's sorry that he had to lock him up, but... Morgan's pretty gracious about it all, didn't you think? Yeah, yeah. Morgan's come back from Crazy Town. Yeah. Which is where they left him. Yeah, Morgan had a hard time. What was that? Was that in season five or four or three? I don't even remember. He still got little twinges of it worrying about Michonne taking his protein bars. Oh, I think he was playing. I think he was just playing. I don't know. Yeah, I think so. pretty serious. Then we see a guy named Heath. He comes to the gate, and Eugene is on the gate. And Eugene is not authorized to let him in, and he Eugene doesn't know him. awkward in all settings. But it does kind of let us know now. Heath and his crew have been out, he says, for a couple weeks. So we know all of this stuff that's transpired with Rick and them being there and everything that's happened has only been a less than a couple of weeks. So they haven't been there very long, so no wonder... The people are a little suspect. You know, it's not like they've... That's right. Uh, and that's a... Yeah, that's a great point that I hadn't uh, considered. And how could they have acclimated so quickly after being years out on the road and everything? And now it just seems like they're just pretty acclimated to everything that's going on. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I, have no opinion on the. Well, he he does say a few weeks maybe because I thought I heard a couple weeks, but I wrote down a few weeks. But Eugene finally relents and lets him in. He's not even supposed to be on the on the wall anyway at the gate. Holly is, and Holly um, tricked him into coming over there and standing there, so he can't leave the gate now. But yeah, she said she'd be back in two ticks, and it's been five, and still no Holly. What's a tick? A minute? I, I don't. I think that's some kind of Eugene ism. Okay. I don't know. Um, I've never heard it. <clears throat> so, Heath, Scott, and Annie come in. These are some new people that we don't know. And Eugene tells them that there are 13 of them, and then he corrects himself. To new 12. to the show, old to Alexandria. Right. Right. New to us. New to us. Heath wants to know what went on while they were gone, but Eugene says they need to ask De- uh, Deanna. And then compliments Heath on his hair. Yeah. Because he's got <laughs> got a head full of good hair yeah. and so does Eugene. Yeah. Um <laughs> Poor old Eugene. 
Rick and Morgan are walking the grounds and Morgan's asking questions about who does what there and everything. And Rick says the people in there have lived but not survived. And this is where we go into all that situation that I just mentioned a minute ago. And they run up on Father Gabriel and another man and they're digging two holes. I thought that was a pretty interesting scene. What do you think about that? They're going to bury Pete and Reg. No, I mean, that seems interesting. I just thought it was standard and then Rick decided... You know, not going to bury... What's his name? Pete. Pete. Yeah. And then... What What do you think about that, though? Because I didn't think that was... I I don't know. I, I think just, you know, bury him. Just just bury him. Well, his, his wife and his children... Live there. ...are there. Yeah. So I thought that was real inconsiderate of them. I understand Deanna, you know, he killed her husband. I understand all that, but... He's got little boys that live there, too. I thought that was a little harsh. But Ron, his son, sees this from behind a tree, sees what's going on. And Deanna, Rick says he can't be buried there. Deanna agrees with him and tells him a certain place to take him. No, she says to take it. She oh, does she refer, say it? Yeah, she doesn't even refer to his body as him. She refers to uh, Pete as it. Okay, but now she she has some ownership in this. Really, because she was anti-Rick until just the night before. Remember at the at the meeting that the they soiree. had. Yeah, she was anti-Rick and his and his posse, and until Pete came so up and showed that, himself. How does that give her ownership? Well, because if she had listened to reason to begin with, they could have maybe subdued or. Or at least been on the lookout for Pete and the way he was. She's lived there with him for how long? I mean, we don't know, but we know it's been a while. And it's hard to believe that this is a sudden thing, that Pete suddenly behaved like this. This I think he's gotten progressively worse. I think he has. But she was ready to get rid of Rick, and she was lucky Rick was there, I guess. I don't know. I just thought she owned a little bit of that. Um, then we see Ron sneaking out as Rick and Morgan are taking the body out in the woods. And so they go out in the woods and they're going to bury, or Morgan starts to bury Pete. And Rick's like, let's just leave him. He didn't care. And Morgan starts to dig the hole. And as he does that, he hears something. And that's when they hear the uh, quarry full of zombies. Right, right, because it's they're evidently making like a lot of noise, or something like a million zombies in there. And then Ron, so they're they're standing at the quarry, and then Ron comes running up with zombies chasing him, and Rick saves him, and they kill the zombies and all that. And then Ron says he wanted to know where his dad was buried. That's what he's doing out there, and. Morgan has binoculars, and he's looking at what's going on. He's seeing the zombies come through, onesies, twosies, making their way through. And Rick theorizes that this is how the community is still there, because the majority of the walkers wound up yeah, They didn't there. have to deal with the zombies, because the zombies never made it to the to the to to Alexandria because of the, the quarry. The quarry, and the reason that they went to the quarry, I'm assuming what they're trying to tell us is because of the noise of the zombies and the noise is drawing them. Is that right? Is that what you got out of it? Yes. Um, but Ron goes to leave 
and Rick stops him and talks to him, and he's kind of harsh with him. He's telling him he can't be and out there him. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, well, because he's leaving. He's making him stop to hear him. Rick says that he's coming back with them now, and don't don't make it hard. This is what you're going to do. And as they're walking back through the woods, they come back across Pete's body, and Rick takes up a shovel, which that that was... What would you think? Um, well, at that point, yeah, I would have buried him with the kid watching. But sure. At first, I would have just left him out there. Yeah. Well, I mean, with with his son watching. I would have just slowed down to about 40 and threw him out the window. And then we go back to Heath, and he's talking to the whole town, and he said that he saw the, the Walker quarry, and Rick says it's going to give, maybe within the next rain, they're afraid that the truck's going to fall off and let all those walkers out. Some of the town folk want to just shore up the walls. They're arguing back and forth about what they should do. And Rick wants to get rid of them and lead them away. And Deanna, at this point, is agreeing with everything Rick says. Yeah. Yeah, she's amening every, um, every, every, everything he wants to do. So, where are they leading them? Do you know? Just down the road. Away. 20 miles away. 20 miles away. Do you just, think that's the way to do that? Why not? What are they going to do with them? can't do anything with them. What, douse them with gas and have, you know, crispy zombies? It doesn't kill them. I mean, couldn't you stand up top and, I mean, they've got flare guns. Couldn't they, like, maybe get some grenades or something and, and drop them down in that quarry and, and do something? I mean, couldn't they have target practice from up top or something and just have them down in there? They're contained, at least for the moment. Wouldn't you try to get rid of some of those? It just, I know we're watching a zombie show, but it doesn't make any sense to me when they're contained to let them out. I don't know how much ammunition they've got, but that you're talking about thousands, thousands of rounds of thousands, ammunition. Yeah. And what, I mean, if that's what you want to expend it on. Because, I mean, the number of rounds that they can get their hands on is, you know, finite. They, they've got, you know, just only so much search area and so much, um, so much stuff to pilfer. So, so no, I don't think that's a great plan. I think leading them away because it's so big, I think that's the better plan. I would just think something. If they're contained, I would try to do something with them while they were contained. I don't know what, but I would try to do something with them. But I don't, I just know the car's broke. I don't know how to well, fix it. Well, they could go down there every day and have, um, uh, as they're coming through the thing one by one and kill them, you know, one by one. But, I mean, can you imagine the big pile of rotting zombie well, bodies? Well, and plus they were saying that's the problem, is that the noise of this place is drawing more and more and more zombies. So that killing them one at a time probably isn't the best idea. But if you just had them, like, single filing out and you had had a group down there that set up shifts, taking turns, even if they were just in the head. I mean, something. I don't know. I don't know. I just wanted to do something rather than turn them loose. That didn't... That didn't sit well with me from the from the get-go. But anyway, the plan is Daryl's going to lead them away, and Sasha's going to help, Abraham's going to help. Now, Glenn and Maggie start talking. Glenn's, like, talking lowly to Maggie here, and he wants Maggie to watch Deanna. He says they need to see her come back, the, the, the you know, community does. But there's another reason. Yeah, he doesn't want her to go out on the... Uh on the trip. He doesn't want Maggie out there right. because it's dangerous. Right. Do you think she's pregnant or something? Do you think that's why? Because, I mean, Maggie, come on, Maggie's been strong mm -hmm. a person. No? You don't no. think it's anything like mm -hmm. 
think he just didn't want her out there exposed. Okay. Well, my guess is that Maggie's pregnant, and he knows, and he doesn't want her out. Just a guess. Okay. But anyway, people start volunteering, and uh, even Nicholas, fa- Father Gabriel, volunteers, and Rick says no. And uh, yeah, <laughs> no. And then Nicholas volunteers, and Glenn's shaking his head no at him. Nicholas is the one who got Noah killed and then tried to kill Glenn in the woods. And then Glenn was tenderhearted and brought him back. And anyway. Um... So they're all staying outside. You have to remember we're jumping back and forth in this too in the movie so it sounds repetitive but in the show it was kind of back and forth. But they're staying outside and uh, Carter is out there. Carter's the one that's always, he's scared to death and he's telling them no about everything. He doesn't want to do anything. And he's naming all the reasons that this won't work. And um, But they finally come to the conclusion that nothing else is going to work. They don't have an option to do anything else. So then we see them filling up. They're doing sandbags, dirt bags. Feel like filling bags with dirt. I'm not sure what that was I, I for. I didn't even notice that. Um, Daryl comes up and tells Rick that he uh, he thinks going out and finding other people is taking care of themselves. But whatever Rick is willing to do, he's good with. Carol comes up and says that Rick is now in charge. And Carol won't be going with them because Rick wants her to stay behind She's still undercover Carol. Yeah, Did she's you still notice? acting like yeah, Betty Crocker Carol. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Carol. Carol, the one tough as nails, you know, and still she's got them all schmoozed in there into thinking she's a little Betty mm. homemaker. Yeah, she's pretending to be diminutive. Then we see Tara and Maggie talking, and Maggie's telling Tara about what happened with Nicholas and how he got Noah killed and how he was going to kill Glenn. And... Then she says that she wanted to tell everybody about Nicholas and get him exiled. But then she remembered Tara and that Tara was on the other side the day her father got killed. Right, with the governor with the and people. his, his um, band of merry men. And now how important right. she is to him. And Glenn wants to save everybody. And then we see Morgan talking to Carol. And he's, yeah, Morgan ain't not fooled. He's on to her, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's not fooled by the Mm-mm, by the coy no. housewife role Carol's playing. Mm-hmm. So that was good. I like that he could see through that. Then we see Rick saying to Deanna that Reg was a good man and that uh, her going along with him was smart. They need this. And Car- uh, Carter and a group of people are walking up and they don't notice that there's a ton of walkers just right behind them chasing them. And Rick's saying everyone needs to be trained, and this proves it. And they try to get Coach Carter and this group of people into taking matters into their own hands and killing these zombies, and they and just... And doesn't work. Not at all. No, they would have been killed had they been alone. Uh, yeah, and so, of course, the group jumps in and saves them and everything, and Morgan doesn't like that at all. He doesn't like the fact that Rick did that. He says uh, he thought Rick didn't take chances anymore. And I thought that was an odd thing to say because you'd have to understand. Yeah, that was a little, that was a little out of place. Yeah, because I understand training them, but, you know, just, hey, one behind you, you know, it's time to go. Eugene is getting some peanut butter or something out of the kitchen area and overhears Carter and the group talking about how they have to stop Rick. Yeah, they so they went there. Rick yeah. Before he kills them. And. and 
bumbling Eugene drops the jar of peanut butter and they hear him, so Carter was going to kill him. Carter wouldn't. Carter. Carter was going to kill him, but then what Carter happens? Carter couldn't kill time. I think Carter kills some time. But then what happens? Uh, da, da, da. Da, da, da. Rick comes in. Rick Grimes yeah, saves da, da, da. the day. He puts a gun to Carter's head. Carter's such a moron. Why? Well, he's sitting there and you know, here's the guy he's talking about. And they're telling him he's talking about him. And he says he's taking it back. And he's holding the gun away as Rick's standing there. I mean, against this. You know, I mean, it's just ridiculous. And Rick just kind of slaps him and <laughs> takes the gun away. You know. Kicks him, actually. I know. But the point was, he just kind of, you know... Like girl slaps him and and takes his gun away and says, "What? Do you know who you're yeah, it, talking to?" It was pretty easy. Yeah, and then Carter's like, "Don't hurt them. It was just me. It was just me." And of course, Rick doesn't hurt anybody. He's no, but he wanted to. Turned over a new leaf, and he says, "We'll try to work together." Rick's been wrecking all his leaves. He's been what? Wrecking all his leaves. He's <clears throat> trying over all kinds of leaves. Oh, okay. Um, then we see Morgan. He's sitting on Rick's front porch because he doesn't have a front porch at the jail. To right. Room, I guess. <laughs> right. And uh, Rick comes out with baby Judith, and she's just so cute. She's really grown in the two weeks. <laughs> no, she's just so cute. Um, Morgan is polishing his stick. Is mm-hmm. that what he's doing? He's like yeah. like smoothing it down or something. And he wants a front porch to do it on. Rick says that Morgan should come stay with them now. They'll make room, and Morgan gets to hold baby and Judith. And then he lets mm-hmm. hold Judith, and so that's the okay. symbolic we trust you with our... Sure. I mean, if you're going to hand somebody uh, your yeah. baby. Mm-hmm. Is Rick... Are Rick and Michonne a thing? No, I don't think so, but I think they might become one. Because she's... St- I mean, you know, she's staying in the doorway sipping coffee in Rick's house, but... Are, are they all still living in the same house now? Because I thought they had separated houses yeah, and they, they kind of came that back together. They had Folgers uh, romantic moment, didn't they? They kind of did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I saw that. Mm-hmm. Morgan says Rick is the same man he always was. And this goes back to um, the name of the show. Uh, the show, the first time. Yeah. The same one with Carter. Should I break in the song? The same one back when he first met him. No. Rick says he wanted to kill Carter because he worries that he's going to really cause a problem. He's worried about Carter, but um, but he says he doesn't have to do it because he's going to die no matter what happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, so Rick's... So Rick goes to get flares for tomorrow because we know that they're going to do this exercise tomorrow. He walks in on Pete's wife, Jesse, and Jesse calls him up for talking to Ron and says... And handling him. Yeah. 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 She says... Can't. Ron's not going to listen to anything from you. And he wouldn't. Ever. He wouldn't. Mm-mm. Because, I mean, he killed, killed his, his father. father. Yeah. Doesn't matter right or wrong. But anyway, she heard him. She's going to learn to fight. She believes him. She's going to teach her kids. And thank you. And bye, Felicia. So then they're going on the dry run. And they're going, literally taking the steps that they need to take. Planning out every move that they're going to make for the next day. And this is where Abraham asks Sasha if she's doing this because she wants to die. And Sasha smiles and says, no, what was that smile? That was really weird. Because her and Abraham both have kind of went back and forth with this. Do you want to, you know, this is living, what's living. And remember last season we saw Sasha laying on all those. It was Sasha, right, who climbed in that pit with all the zombies and laid on top of them. I, I think so, yeah. 
So Rick and the gang go by the warehouse. And this is where there's a bunch of zombies in there that they're afraid is going to derail them with all the noise that they're making trying to get out of there. But they say they'll stop on the way back once they do this whole dry run and clear it out tonight. And this is where Glenn tells Nicholas that he's going to have to make what he did right at some point. And Rick's talking to the group at the top of the quarry and they have to come for them before the zombies come for them and he's giving his pep talk and they're going over the whole thing and this is where we see it change into color and it goes back to the very beginning scene which was where it started where where it started with Rick talking about them taking care of the walkers and they're on the dry run and all that while they're standing there the zombies actually push one of the, it looked like, or something happened and one of the trucks goes off the side of the quarry. Mm -hmm. And the zombies are coming out. So all of their time's up and that's it. They have to do it right then. So essentially they just expedite it. And luckily Rick's got his walkie-talkies on and he's telling everybody what to do and they're doing it. And people are really fighting them. They want to... I want to wait. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, well, wait. This, we're not supposed to do it like this. And... And what are you going to do? So Abraham and Sasha are driving down the road, and we see, like, the helium balloons. Where'd they get helium? I don't know. They got helium, but we can't get a grenade or two to throw down in that thing? Mm. Okay. Um, Rick, Michonne, and Morgan are behind a barrier, and Rick is assuring them that it will hold. Morgan asked Michonne if, back then, if she took his peanut butter granola bar. Yeah, that was that was pretty funny. Yeah, because he acts like he's got something pretty serious to say, and of course Michonne denies it and <clears throat> that was a little comic relief. Not much. <laughs> Not enough. Mm -hmm. Zombies are chasing motorcycle Daryl OJ style down the road now. They're leading them away in the slow It's a little slower chase. than OJ. Yeah, but so Daryl's like the Pied Piper of zombies, right? The motorcycle is... The Pied Motorcycle Piper. Okay. It's actually sort of horrifying, though, because you see him, and you see like this literally thousands of zombies behind him. Rick is talking to everybody on the walkie-talkies continuously back and forth, and Glenn, Heath, and Nicholas are at that warehouse, and they're trying to clear out the warehouse. And that was a pretty taxing thing because Heath and Nicholas are not good at this and Glenn's the only one that is and they've got this whole warehouse full of things to clear out. So I would think Heath would be uh, better. Yeah, better. Better, but but none of the guys that had lived in there were very good. Remember, Nicholas used to go out too and he wasn't very good at stuff. They would go out for a little while when things got hairy. They had their safe place to come back to, and I don't think any of them were really good. But anyway, they open the door. They finally pry the door open, and then there, it, there's a security door in there, and they can't do anything about it. Then we see more helium balloons, flare guns, and RVs, and uh, the horde is being lured by Daryl and Sasha still. Then we go to Michonne, Rick, and others who are now there behind this wall that they created to block the walkers and make them go on their path. Shooting flare guns. What was the point of that? To help guide the walkers. Does, how would flares do that? Um, 
Well, I mean, the zombies would see the, the flares, the bright light, the stream. So they're stream. chasing the light. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, what do you think about that, though, when they're walking straight into that wall they put up and, like, hitting it so hard they're crushing their heads? Uh, that was interesting. <clears throat> and then they were some of them were falling down and getting trampled. Yeah, that was pretty gruesome. Yeah, it was a senseless loss of life. Senseless loss of zombie life. Then we go back to the warehouse, and they're still working frantically, and they don't know what they're going to do to get these uh, zombies out of there because the noise is going to distract the horde, and it's important that they get them out of there. So they decide to shoot the window out, even though they know that that's going to let a ton of them out at one time. But they do, and they barely handle it, but they do handle it, and Nicholas gets the last one. Glenn kind of gives him permission to do that. And then we see uh, in, in one of the shots with Abraham and Sasha going down the road, they're riding beside Daryl just for safety's sake. And some of the zombies get off track. They see, what, a squirrel or something? We don't know, right? But they're going in a different direction, right? Yeah, they just kind of wandered off. So Abraham, what do you think about that move he pulled? With his little emergency blanket, aluminum foil looking thing, pretty, he gets out of the car. That's pretty smart, don't you think? He didn't, yeah, he didn't have any trouble getting out of the car. That's how slow they're going. I mean, he didn't have any trouble just stepping out of the car. Yeah. And he gets them, gets them back going. But then, when he gets back in the car, he starts talking to Sasha about, you weren't there last night, you didn't see. That was a little weird. I think I still got a little piece of brain in my ear. And, and he's laughing about stuff. Yeah, That's what I'm saying. There's something really weird going on with them about life and death and wanting to live and feeling like they're alive and all that. Sasha asks him what he's doing, why he's there, and what he's doing, and he says he's living just like her. So, I don't know. It's almost like killing the zombies makes them feel alive or something. I don't know. I don't know what that is, because remember her on top of the zombie pile, and... I think it's part of their desensitization of, um, of killing. Yeah, but... They're being, becoming desensitized well, to, to life and death. Sure, but that, it makes them feel alive, though. It's like they can't feel alive. I don't know. It's just really weird. But maybe they're just bonding over that or something. Maybe that's what they're trying well, to do. he's show. talking about watching Rick shoot that guy in the face and his face, face erupting, erupting like Pompeii, which is the volcano. That's, uh, you know, he, and he, went, he got graphic about it. Yeah. He said cheek to cheek, you know exploding. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's pretty graphic. And I mean, just for no reason. Casual and, conversation. Right. Rick and the gang are seeing the horde go by, and Carter's there, and he says that Rick was right. It's working. And they shake hands, and all is right in the world. Everybody's happy. Yep. Rick was right to let him go, and Carter's, you know, seeing the light, and everything worked out well with that. Rick's saying how it needs to happen. If the walkers get out of line, they fire a weapon, and they'll pull them back in and th there's just a never ending line of walkers and it's not just a line it's like huge this is I just noted that there it's just an incredible amount and of course Carter wanders off a little bit gets grabbed by a walker and bit on the cheek and then starts screaming like I would if I got bit yep. on the cheek like that and he's drawing all the walkers like a 13 away. year old girl at the Beatles concert Rick has to come up and save him he kills the zombie 
and he keeps trying to get Carter to be quiet, and of course Carter won't be quiet. He won't. Has to kill him. Stabs him in the brainstem. Yep. And the gang uses. And then gut. Morgan looks at him funny. I don't know why. I mean, he had to be silenced. Morgan's kind of looking at him funny. Did he Mich- look at him yeah, funny? Michonne was looking at him funny. Well, I mean, I think it would just be a hard thing just to do. Looking at him funny. Yeah, but I mean, I, it, it would be a hard thing to see, even if you knew you had mm-hmm. to do it. I could. I don't know. After that long and know. that much, I don't think so. I think I don't. I don't. Well, the gang uses gunshots to get the horde back where it needs to be, and they've got it all figured out on how to horde these these zombies. And how it looks like huh, herd. heard the horde. Heard. I said horde the zombies. Mm, horde <laughs> They're the hoarding. They're zombie horde hoarders. Like <laughs> They're gonna put them back in the quarry and hoard them. Okay. They're gonna have a reality show, zombie hoarders. Oh. We go back to them, and they're still leading the horde, and uh, all that's going on. And then suddenly, there's a huge air horn that we hear from Where somewhere. Where does that come from? Where does it come from? I said it sounds like it's coming from home, right? Yeah, from Alexandria. Yeah, but who set it off? Was it intentional? Oh, Look. you know it's intentional. Okay, if it's intentional and not an accident, who do you think set it off? Who do you think? I think Deanna said it off. Deanna? Mm-hmm. I think she's gotten bitter and she just don't care. Hmm. That's just maybe. Maybe because Reg is the one who saved the whole place and then he died and so what she got to She sacrificed kinda... everything for those people and those people are responsible for her husband's death. The only person I could think of that I would think would do it would be Ron. Or him, yeah. Because he's so upset, rightfully upset. Or one of the wolf people. Oh, it might be one of the wolf people. Got there and set it off. Saw what was going on because remember they were looking at pictures the season finale last year. They, they, They found pictures that Daryl right. had left in his backpack that had left the backpack in the car that he and uh, the other guy were trapped in right. because of the zombies and they they may have found Alexandria and saw what was going on and decided here's what we're going to do. Well, that's perfect timing and to be coordinating all that and be able to do that. But well, they wouldn't have as much work to do. They just have to their timing would just have to. That was uh, yeah, but. Michonne says it sounds like it's coming from Alexandria, their home, and we go to a huge, terrifying aerial shot of thousands of zombies headed toward Alexandria, and it fades to black, and the air horn's still blowing, which was kind of a cool scene, and Mm -hmm. we go immediately into next week, it looks like the zombies are coming for the ones they left behind. Is it the zombies? Because they don't show any zombies. Or is it somebody else attacking Alexandria? Well, aren't you just being clever? I don't know. No, I mean, I'm, I assumed asking. it was zombies. Well, I mean, me too, but they, they didn't show any zombies. I didn't notice. I assumed, so I saw them in my mind. But, mm-hmm. hmm. I think it's called JSS, the next week's episode. Hmm. So, I don't know. I guess we'll have to wait till then to see. John Sebastian Smith. Is that it? I don't know. I don't know. So, do you have anything else? about it or that about it I think that's um, but it was a pretty good I thought it was 
thought it was good. I thought it was really good, and we got an hour and a half of it, so it was long, and I don't know, I really enjoyed it. Was it was well done. I liked the black and white and back and forth with the color thing. I liked all the interaction. It's a zombie show, so I like to see a lot of zombies going on. There was a, a lot of zombie us, stuff going on. They definitely fed us yeah. all that gore zombie stuff yeah. that we need to see. When when uh, Rick was putting his hand over Carter's mouth to keep him from screaming when he, after he'd gotten bit on the face, did you see his eye socket like just pool up with blood? Mm-hmm. It was the most graphic thing. It was just, I mean, you know, we, anybody that's, that watches the show for that, and there is a lot of people that that's what they like it for is the zombie gore and they definitely should have gotten their feel made up for their time off but so we hope you'll connect with us here at tribal rant and become part of the walking og podcast my twitter is at michelle from tn and mike and i are sharing one twitter right now so he can be reached at the same you can find us on facebook at facebook.com slash tribal rant we're on itunes stitcher and tune in so subscribe to us and keep in touch Please like us and rate us if you like what we're doing. And, of course, all this information is on tribalrant.com where you can email us or leave us a message. We love to hear from you and get your feedback, and you'll likely find us very responsive. So, until next time. Till next time. Okay. Okay.